0: This is Forge Daily with Mackenzie Barwell on the Forge Audio Network. Forge fans, welcome back to another episode. Today is October 24th, 2023. I'm your host, Mackenzie Barwell, here to give you all things Forge FC. We are T-minus four days away from the CPL final, and I've said it before, I will say it again, this week on the Audio Network is going to be unmatched, okay? So we are going to continue on that theme. Yesterday I had the opportunity to sit down and chat with Andy Petrillo. Today we've got another guest who's here to give us a new perspective on this weekend's championship match. He's a familiar face to some of those long-standing Forge fans out there, commonly referred to as a Forge FC legend. Kwame Awua, Kwame is currently playing for Luton United FC in the USL. But more importantly, here on the Forge Audio Network, made his CPL debut a couple of years ago here in Hamilton, playing the first three seasons with Forge FC, helping the club to a championship in the 2019 and 2020 season, and then as well, another home field CPL final in 2021. So unsurprisingly, he had some great insight on what it's like to host a CPL final, What some of his former teammates are probably feeling right now and the ins and outs of Bobby's coaching style because, oh, yeah, he also spent some time in his youth career with Sigma Academy. So on that note, let's get right into the interview. All right. We are uh, we're live here. Kwame, thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to have you on today.
1: Thank you for having me on.
0: I feel like uh I've been waiting to reach out to you, like I said, but, you know, what better way to do it than four days before the final, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've been keeping up, and I'm excited for these guys. I mean, five years in a row is tough. Um, I know we wanted to 3 when I was there my last year, and we didn't. Yeah. We it and we played. Yeah. So, hopefully, these guys can get a result at home and bring a championship at home.
0: Yeah, well, you, obviously, like you said, were with the team those three opening years with Forge. and. Now, kind of watching from the outside, them having another opportunity to host one at home. What was your initial reaction when you saw them beat Calvary last weekend?
1: Um, I was pumped. I was in the because I have a group chat with some of the guys that I messaged. Oh, them. nice. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I, I had a game myself. I was about to go out for warm ups in my game. My game was in Texas. Oh no way! Yeah, so like my game was like an hour, like hour ahead. Yeah. So I started eight p.m. Eastern time. And you guys had 4 p.m., so I got to watch the game until uh, uh, warm-up. And when you guys won, I was tweeting like while I was about to run outside. That's why, <laughs> that's why on my on my Twitter like I, I put let's effing go, but I didn't even spell let's properly. <laughs> I was
0: just you're hype.
1: I, I was just typing as fast as I could, and then I went out. Yeah, I was hyped. and then I went out for one. Warm-
0: that's kind <laughs> of a uh, that's kind of a phenomenal way to start your game, though. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. It was my first start back from injury too, so I was kind of like, all right, I'll yeah, back.
0: Right, right. Maybe a little extra skip in your step for that one. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah, that's good that you. Uh... Got the chance to do that. So did you, you know, toss a couple messages into big group chats, a couple tweets,
1: a couple, a couple f bombs, a couple hell yeahs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I was pumped because I called it before the day before because I knew obviously I had a game, but I knew they played Calvary and playing there is a always a tough game. Yeah. Uh, we won, we won our first championship there, but I'm like, yo, honestly, the team that you guys have with the veterans that you guys have, the guys that have been there since the first first year. I never really thought they would lose. I think during the year there's a couple up and ups and downs and everybody kinda writes them off. But when it comes to playoffs, I think there's just something different. That stems from yeah, it's just different. It's a different it's a different gravy. <laughs> like everybody's just like, "All right, yo, it's time to, time to turn it up yeah, a little notch." Yeah. And then
0: Yeah, I talked to uh Andy Patrillo yesterday and she compared it uh the team to a jack in the box and it's like winding, winding until playoffs go.
1: Yeah, cuz we I mean, back in back when I was there, we only played for playoffs. Now there's regular season, so like I guess it gives more incentive to, to totally. be good all year. But
0: Well, that's the difference too with the playoff mm-hmm. format and in... How it changes the importance or the weight of the yeah,
1: hundred percent. So I mean, it was dope. I was hyped, and then I feel like those guys. Like, I don't know if they really realize it. You don't. I don't. You don't realize it until you leave Forge. That like being in a championship five times in a row is crazy. This is the first time I've been on a team that hasn't made the playoffs in my seven years. Yeah, this is my first time. So like now, now I'm kind of like, yo, what am right. I? Right,
0: that's saying something because you're so used to that. I guess level that's, of play, right? I, Interesting.
1: If some of those guys leave to go to other teams and they realize like damn like my team's not winning as much, doesn't matter like the level, they're just going to be like damn my team's not winning as much like
0: Kyle actually was saying that a lot of these guys have been on teams prior to Forge that don't win as much and they they come here and realize straight up just how enjoyable it is to be in a winning environment. So I'm not surprised that you are uh you're kind of noticing the yeah, difference 100%. there.
1: Obviously Bex knows cuz obviously he was at when TFC was in the gutter so like it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of different right so when you're winning and it take, takes a lot to be a winner like we get less they, like I'm guessing forwards because I know Bobby like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. they don't get that off they train for hour and a half two hours every day like you're driving some people are driving from Toronto like that hour drive in the morning and then in back in traffic there's it's a lot that comes to it but when you're winning like it makes it all worth it like we used to complain like, yo, let's get a day off. I'm like, yo, the only way we probably get a d- day off and maybe not even then is like if we start losing. But what Bobby's doing right now is working. So like we can't we can't even complain about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's true. Every single morning. Uh, You mentioned some of those veteran players, obviously, having played with that core group at the beginning, you know, the, the Kyle Beckers, the Dom Samuels, Alex Johnson and stuff. So what can you say about, you know, them on a personal level that you think have, Made them so successful over these past couple of years, and kind of carried these new players and helped the group, you know, find that continuous success.
1: I think all of it really—it was easy for us to get things going from the beginning because a lot of us know have known each other since we were young. Like I've known Becker since I was a kid because I was at Sigma, and like Becker was like the guy <laughs> that everybody looked up to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like nah, man. Like when I tell you, like this guy was like he was like our uh he was he was our like wow like when you when you, when you go to a pro when you, you like sigma wasn't pro but like when we all used to watch him play men's league at like 16 17 and we were like what 12 13 we were like nah this guy is like the one you know what i mean Girl, i knew tristan henry me and tristan henry went to college together at uconn
0: wow okay interesting so these relationships are developing over time and not just when you're thrown into that.
1: We played with each other for so long. The only time we didn't play with each other was in college. Like, Majerka, me and Madrecker went to the same elementary school. What? <laughs> yeah, so it was like, me, I've, I've, known, I've known, we've known these guys. But then you have the core guys, and you throw in, like, an Alex, Achenoti, and it's easy to bring them in because, like, we know exactly what Bobby wants. So we kind of just show them the reins, and then like they kind of just follow suit. So for them... Personally, like, I'm happy to see Alex, like, really uh, becoming a leader on the team. Um, Obviously, he's one of the long-standing players there. Uh, Becker is going to be Becker. I mean, probably best player in the league.
0: Up uh, for player, yeah. player of the year as of two days ago. So. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. I think he's been nominated player of the year every year.
0: Yeah, five for five. Like,
1: <laughs> absolutely wild. So, like, that's a testament to him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, guys like Borges I've known since I was young. Like, attitude is there. Everybody really likes each other. People love playing in general. And, like, when you enjoy what you're doing, like, it makes it a lot easier.
0: Totally. And you talk about yeah. knowing Bobby, like, the back of your hand, obviously, not only yeah. from Forge, but in your Sigma days too. And, you know, new players coming in and these veterans being able to show them the reins because everybody kind of knows what Bobby's mentality is, what he's looking for, and the culture that he's brought to the team. So what can you say about his coaching style? And like I said, uh, the culture that he's kind of – curated
1: here yeah i mean guys people that know bobby from the outside you'd be like this guy's such a stoic (laughs) like nature like um hella intimidating i mean person, i guess he is still kind of intimidating but like the one thing i do like about him and i think the thing i respect about him the most he's straightforward and that's just that's just how he is since we were kids like he'll tell you like it is um and you have to be built a certain way to be able to like accept that type of criticism, and but you know it's not a personal thing. Like he won't tell you in a way where it's like shooting down your your dreams or your goals or whatever whatever you aspire to be. It's more of a way of like yo know, a reality check. Like he'll keep you emotionally in line. Yeah, growing up, like me and him definitely had like our spells because I'm hard headed, but like you have to be a hard headed coach as well to deal with a lot of personalities and if you and if you know forage you know how many different personalities that we have on the team like, there's ego but you can't win without no like not ego but there's a lot of confidence so you need someone at the the head of the 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 bus to be able to control all of that and personally like he's one of the best coaches I've ever had like he develops so many guys and if you just want to have a conversation about life you can have that conversation if you want to talk about soccer like I don't think I've ever talked to someone that t- can talk about soccer for hours and it's hours me hours neither hours. <laughs> yeah. like anything you need to know anything you wanted anything like this guy's from, got from, it from freaking Russia, Russia like yo he, he got it like crazy and it's a testament to how you, he grew up too right so like he's he's really militant so you could tell like that's why we have they'll have film before training film after training like he won't let guys leave. like yo it's like literally it's militant at Forge and people think like we're only nice because we have good players i'm like nah it's the discipline aspect is there and there's there's a respect and a fear of like letting him down so you're kind of like yo if this guy works this hard he's there the first one there last one to leave it's like you have no reason to like complain you know what i mean
0: interesting yeah and i think i've seen that too in terms of his like level-headed mindset in the way that it translates because after games whether it's a win whether it's a loss you don't get to a you don't get too, like, excited or happy or on the other side?
1: Oh, don't get me wrong. If we play, like, dog shit, excuse my language, but if we play, like, it has to let us hear it. But, yeah, he won't. But the thing is, he won't make you look bad in front of anyone else. Like, he'll take it on chin. But in the locker room, of course, like, you got to do what you got to do.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, that fifth final now at Tim Hortons Field. Obviously, you were here for the only other home CPL final for Forge in 2021. And honestly, I'm here to ask you kind of a tough question because it didn't go the way that you wanted. So, you know, even with this added excitement and, you know, thrill of having a home final, what are some of the pressures that come with that, too, from a player standpoint and trying to, you know, balance the two? That
1: 2021 situation was different. I mean, we started our season in July. And we played, like, 40 games in five months with traveling and stuff like that. Like, right? our final was on a Saturday, and we got back from Honduras Thursday night. Trained the next day, and then we had to play. That's, yeah. yeah, So it's not, an, it's not an excuse, but, like, it's kind of like we didn't have a whole week to prepare because we're trying to qualify for Champions
0: League. Let alone two weeks as well.
1: Exactly, right? So, like, yeah. you know, I think the pressure is that, like, everybody knows what happened in 2021. And it's like... Nobody knows, uh, like, if the team's going to be the same next year. No one knows if Bobby's going to be, like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, he's under contract, so, like, you assume that he's going to be there. But, like, you never know what can happen in the coming offseason. So it's kind of like, guys might feel the pressure of, man, like, we need to redeem ourselves. The guys that are there and the new guys that haven't been in a situation like this are kind of like, damn. Like, playing in front of home, like, yeah, it's nice. You might get an added boost, but it's also the pressure of, like, you don't want to let your fans down the ones that have been supporting all year so it's kind of it's like almost like a double-edged sword but like you just gotta embrace the embrace yeah
0: yeah and you also touched on a little bit earlier the way that the regular season went in that there wasn't a ton of flow and a lot of the guys on the team have also mentioned that they didn't feel that there was as much consistency per se um relative to what they've experienced in previous years but Let's just get specific here for a second. I know you've been following the team and following the league. Is there anything that you can point out tactically that you've liked about Forge in the 2023 season? Yeah, especially I- going into a game against Calvary, who appear to be, you know, pretty tactically sound, especially in that last one against Pacific.
1: Games against Calvary are usually like a some usually a chess match. Like mm-hmm. every time every time we've played them, when I out there, it was always a one goal. It was never like even if we were dominating possession or whatever. It was never a one goal game, but it was always a one goal game. But this this year, the one thing that I do like about Forge is the ability, like, for guys to play different positions in different systems. Um, personally, I think our twenty twenty one team is probably the best team ever assembled. But <laughs> hey, it's it's all, at the end of the day, it's all about if you can get it done, right? So it's kind yeah, of like, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. So I mean, these guys have opportunity to do a double again back to back um but no um tactically like there's there's a lot of things like the three in the back sometimes the four in the back the four four one one like bobby is really good at preparing guys for different uh game situations guys when you go on the field there's no reason that you should not know what you should be doing and the guy next to you like with it like so if i'm playing left back I should know what the left winger's supposed to be doing. I should know what the left uh, center is supposed to be doing, and I should know what the left center back's supposed to be doing. And that helps me to do what I, helps me do my job. So there's no reason why like people should not be prepared. It's just I think at the end of the day, it's just gonna be about execution, and whoever executes at the highest level should should win. And hopefully that's mm-hmm. Forge.
0: That's actually so interesting hearing you say that because I watch the practices and I see him like break every single thing down. But yeah, regardless of what position you're in, you'll know what each guy around you is supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, so then that helps you do your job. So yeah, there's never gonna be a point where like in Forge history, as long as Bobby's a coach, there's never gonna be a point where players are not prepared. Like <laughs> that, that, that one, I can guarantee you, you have all the film in the world, you have all the training, like you have all the movement, the patterns, all that stuff, like to a T it's just about if maybe your touch might be bad that day. I don't know, <laughs> like you know, you know. I
0: mean? Yeah, but there's always something in his back pocket. Like if this doesn't work, then
1: a hundred percent. Like he, like I said, he's a man that knows a lot about soccer. So I
0: actually, in, in an interview I did with him a couple of weeks ago, I think we were talking about changing formations as the game is going on and. I made the completely inaccurate assumption that it is difficult or nearly impossible to change formations, like, from the sidelines. Oh. And he was like, absolutely not. And I, got, I got humbled, but all that to say, yeah, this guy's ready for <laughs> for any situation. Yeah, so, but
1: I think that's, that's only the tough part, execution. And then, obviously, Calvary, the rivalry. I think they should just get that rivalry, like, out of their head, the guys on the team, and then just play, man. At this point... Like, it's only one game, and, like, you just put everything into that one game. Whatever happens, happens. That's what we did. That's what we did, and we ended up losing. I mean, Pacific had one shot, one goal, and it's like, all right, yo, like, we can't do anything about it. <laughs> so.
0: Oh, you, you're you leaving, right? You can't be here on the 28th.
1: Sadly. Everything's sold out anyways. I mean, granted, I know I'd be able to get a ticket, but, like, damn. <laughs> like Yes, I, I
0: know. Was, it's filling don't, up.
1: Don't get me wrong. I was sad, but I, it might be bad luck, man. I might bring back the 2021 juju. <laughs>
0: No. we don't do want you, want you we don't want you here
1: anything <laughs> <laughs> you never know nah you don't want me there okay
0: uh last question purely out of curiosity from me actually right. um obviously you've moved on to another league and another team but since mm-hmm. 2021 we've had some new players uh come to the club so if you had the opportunity to play alongside one of the guys you didn't get the chance to during your time with forge who would that be and why
1: um that i think that would be or james i mean that's one of my close friends since I, I mean I went to elementary school with him, and then we both played at Sigma together. But he's obviously he's two years older than me. But him coming, both of us coming from where we came from, and then him ended up being able to play like in Champions League against Liverpool and stuff like that. Like that would be cool. Taking the long route, like went to Europe, went to Eastern Europe. Like not the best, not the best countries, but like grinding it out and being able to get where he got to. As I know him personally. It's like, damn, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> but That's your elementary school boy. Just being able to play with him because I play left back and he plays left center back. So, like, that'd be, that'd be dope. That'd be a dope player to play with, 100%. Yeah. Defender of the year, potentially,
0: 2023. Tackle
1: the hell out of me, but we can move past that.
0: <laughs> All right, Kwame, thank you so much again. Seriously, I appreciate your insight. This is a really cool perspective of how yeah,
1: no problem. Thank you for having me. Um, I mean – your one year with Forge, you probably learned a lot more than a lot of people have learned about soccer in their whole life. So, oh so.
0: my gosh, the amount of knowledge, man! Ask me anything. <laughs>
1: Keep picking people's brains, man.
0: Yeah, don't get me wrong. My FC London high school knowledge is still up here.
1: Take that, take that, and throw that in the bin, though. <laughs> 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 take that FC. Throw that in the
0: bin. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> the interview's over. All right. And before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you all hear some insider info from the players. So I talked to Taryn Campbell after practice. He and Kyle Becker were recently announced as Forge FC's nominees for Players Player of the Year, amongst 10 other candidates from the CPL, two of which are from Cavalry FC, Dan Klomp and Ali Moosey. The lone award winner, though, is voted on by the players and will honor the best player over the 2023 regular season. So essentially what happens is of these 10 finalists, players around the league will vote on the winner, excluding themselves or a teammate. So another very exciting award that we will find out on Thursday. With that said, let's get into what Taryn Campbell had to say about training this week and his thoughts on going into the CPL final against Calvary FC.
1: Um, I think the group's definitely excited. I think uh, we're all like ready to go, but in a humble way um, to approach it. So just uh, staying calm, letting your nerves just relax. Um, and throughout the week, um, just going about it as a, another game, honestly, for me, I think uh, the club's been here a lot, so um, we have experience and uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, you guys played Cavalry your first uh, round of playoffs, having some success against them. So what are you taking from that match, if anything, to being successful this weekend?
1: Yeah, they're definitely a good side. I think um, when we're at our best and we're focused on ourselves, I think we can be anyone in the league. So uh, I think going into the game, just worry about ourselves. And we think, um, well, we have great fans. So I think having the, the final here is going to be great for us. I think uh, hopefully the atmosphere is going to be popping on the night. So um That'll give us the extra energy to Mm -hmm. get the job done.
0: The 12th man, if you will. Exactly. (laughs) With that said, if you do not already have your tickets for the 2023 CPL final, I highly recommend that you go and grab those now. Another section of Tim Hortons Field has been sold out. Club level is gone. And some more exciting news just before the match itself. We will have that CPL Fan Fest in the South Plaza featuring live music. And uh, a performance from Tyler Shaw, which is very exciting. Thank you all so much for listening. Tomorrow you can expect the final episode of Behind the Beard for the season. I'm sure I'll have to follow up with Bobby after the final. But for the season and then another episode of Forge Daily with another guest who I'm very excited to have on. He's actually my co-host for the final this weekend. So I won't spoil it yet, but be sure to tune in and have a fantastic rest of your Tuesday. This has been Forge Daily with Mackenzie Barwell. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share.